Hey everyone, it's Keith McPherson here, and welcome to another episode of Let's Connect, the podcast. This week on the podcast, I'm going to be speaking with Stephanie Staples, a woman who has so many commas behind her name, it's actually really challenging to give her one title description. She does so many things. But this week, we're going to be speaking to her about how to live your best life and how to really just jump into things and uh, risk it all, so to speak. So before we get into the conversation with Stephanie, I just wanted to share a few highlights from the week. Um, This past Tuesday, I found myself in a place called Carmen, Manitoba, this uh, small town just outside of Winnipeg where I live. And a good friend of mine invited me to come and speak to a group of her friends about my brand new book called Making Sense of Mindfulness. And she wanted me to lead a a workshop in her living room, which I thought was so cool. So we ended up doing um, an unofficial, but it felt really official, uh, book release. And I gave a talk about the book and some of the principles in making sense of mindfulness. And it was just a really, really great night. Um, Just getting together in community like that and and having some meaningful conversation and speaking about uh, the principles of mindfulness together. It was just really, really awesome. I, I was thinking about this on my drive home from Carmen And realizing that so many of us now, although we feel so connected by our phones and we're on there texting each other and, you know, checking each other's profiles on Facebook and Instagram, it's really, really rare that we find ourselves with a night off where we just connect. We we disconnect to literally connect. And this particular night felt like that to me when we came together and just had some really, really great conversations and some cool healing took place. I, I could feel that in the room as well. So... If you're interested in hosting a uh, unofficial but official book club um, all around mindfulness in the new book, I would be happy to come and lead that in your living room. I, I'm a new fan. I'm converted into this new way of being. So uh, that was a highlight for sure. Another highlight for me was um, this past week, I sometimes have these things appear in my path more than once. And when that happens, I have to pay attention. Um, For me, I've been given now eight copies, eight official copies of the Stephen Covey book, eight uh, highly effective, successful, I forget the title right now, but uh, Stephen Covey's popular book about being highly effective in the world, there's eight habits. Um, I've been given that book eight times. And so this past week, I was given that book once again, as a gift for speaking at a, a convention that I was at. And so they luckily gave me a, a gift receipt with the book. And they said, if you want to return it for something else, if you already have this book, go right ahead. So I uh, took the liberty of doing that. And I went down to my favorite bookstore, uh, McNally Robinson in Winnipeg. And uh, I decided to exchange the book because I already have eight copies for a book that has crossed my path a few times over the last little bit. And it's a, a book by a, a man named Richard Wagamese who wrote this book called uh, Embers, One Ojibwe's Meditations. And I have to say, this book has been changing my life. I've been reading it every single morning when I get up during my meditation time. And there's just these little passages that he's channeled into this book that really wake you up to the present moment and get you thinking in a new way, or at least I've been getting me thinking in a new way. So I wanted to... uh, to share just a little excerpt from the book because it's just been really, really resonant for me. And the the one passage I want to share tonight talks about the power of a drum beat, you know, the banging of a drum. And I'd never really thought about the significance of this till I opened the book to this page. And uh, Richard writes, when the drum beats, 
it resonates beyond your body. It becomes the heartbeat of creation as it was meant to be. To sing with it is to offer a blessing to all that is and to receive blessings back as well. That's why drums echo. Put your hand on your chest. Close your eyes. Feel the drum in your chest. Sing with it and blessings become your breath, indrawn and expelled, emptying and filling all the world at once. I have never really correlated the fact that my heart in my chest is like a drum constantly beating, um, echoing out into the world and this giving and receiving pattern. It's quite powerful and it, it just really got me into this state of meditating about that all week long and just thinking about the collective heartbeat as well that we're all a part of and we're all connected to. And um, man, there was just so much spinoff from just sitting it with that passage. So just a big shout out to Richard for, for really channeling in this awesome book. Uh, you got to check it out. Once again, it's called Embers. It's by Richard Wagamese. And I'm telling you, just a short passage in this book is going to change your day. It's incredible. So that was another highlight. There's so many highlights. It's just, it's been such a great week. I was in a place called Melita, Manitoba as well, working with a group of teachers this week. Um, For those of you that don't know it, I'm very passionate about doing mindfulness work with educators. Uh, Teachers spend so much time giving of their energy out into the community. And very often, myself included, we forget to replenish ourselves. So um, I spend a lot of time in their professional development days just giving them some tips and tools and reminders about how to self-care and how important it is to look after ourselves. Um, Speaking of that, I'm really excited this coming Friday. I've decided to literally schedule a day off in my agenda, which is kind of a rarity these days with a new book coming out and a new album and just all the expansion that's happening. But uh, I've been reminded from, again, my morning meditations where a lot of these reminders come in intuitively to just, uh, to just take some time off. So uh, this Friday, I've booked the day off, and I highly recommend you do this as well, is go to your calendar and put you first. You know, book a day off and do something, some self-care. Do something that's going to recharge your batteries. Uh, for me, uh, this Friday, I'm so excited. I'm going to this place called Thermea Spa, and it's just this incredible little piece of paradise in Winnipeg. It's a, th- a Nordic spa, so... You go from hot to cold to hot and just kind of continually uh, rotate around. It's just the most incredible, relaxing experience. So uh, if you happen to be in Winnipeg, I know you're probably listening to this somewhere else in the world, but if you get a chance to go to a Nordic spa on a day off, it will change the game for you. Now, speaking about adventures, taking days off, but not just days off, taking your life off of working super hard and being stressed. Um, The guest that I have on the program today, she's just so inspiring. She's somebody that lives life to the fullest, but somehow to me has found like balance between living her best life and being on the go, but also balancing that with lots of fun. And so we're going to have an interview here with Stephanie Staples, and I'm just pretty convinced that she is going to have some wisdom to share with you that will change your week as well. So without further ado, here's Stephanie Staples. All right, I'm here with an amazing woman who uh, has a lot of commas (laughs) after her name as well. She's a nurse, author, triathlete, speaker, writer, MC, mom, entrepreneur, radio host. I mean, what does this woman not do? Grandma. Your grandma now too. I am a new grandma. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm in love. I, I want to introduce you all here to Stephanie Staples, just an incredible woman, Aww. an adventurer, um, 
somebody that dares to jump a lot and take risks. Welcome to the podcast. Fair. That's fair to say. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's under great. your tutelage. It's great to chat with you on 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 this podcast for sure. Um, I'd love for you to just share a little bit about your journey, how how you got into what you're doing now. I mean, you're doing a number of things. How did this all start with for you? So my background is in nursing, and I, I was I was a nice little nurse, and I had a nice little house, and a nice little husband, and a nice little kids, and a nice little life. And something, I don't know, I, I was happy, but I, there, I felt like there was something missing, like there was something more, and I didn't know what that something more was. I was frustrated because I felt like I wasn't as happy as I should be, given all this great stuff I had in my world. How did you know that? I don't know. It was your intuition. It was just that feeling that there's something more. And I, I just didn't know what it was. It was, it was very frustrating for me. But round about um, that time, I fell into this world of personal development. And I had never heard of this kind of stuff before. I'd never seen it. I wasn't exposed to it. It, it was like this whole new pot of gold. And I was just, oh, I was just immersed with it. I was just like, wow, like you can just make your own life better. This is awesome. So I started <laughs> just doing, making myself better. And um, people started noticing what I was doing and friends started like, what's going on with you? And what like, were you doing? I, I think I was, I, I don't know if there's a specific thing that I was doing. It, it's just that I was, I guess, reflecting more, taking more time for me, doing what I love, noticing what I love, noticing all the great things that were going on, paying attention to things maybe I hadn't been, maybe just getting off that treadmill a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. And I just, I, I could feel like in, something was happening. I was happier. I was enjoying things. I was so much more grateful. I was nicer to people. I was a better wife. I was a better mom. Wow. I was just better. Wow. And people were noticing this and they're asking, you know, what what was I doing and how did I do it and could I help them do it? And, and then, you know, those moments in your life when you remember exactly where you were and whatever, then one of those moments happened. I was reading a Canadian Living magazine. This was probably 12 or more years ago. And um, I was on my bed reading this magazine and they were talking about coaching. I'd never heard about coaching, but this coach in this magazine had helped this woman. And I was like, oh my gosh, there is a profession where you can help people be happier and make their life better. And I went out with my magazine to my husband. I'm like, there's a mag- there's a profession about this. And he's like, well, that's nice, dear. <laughs> but, you know, then the logical part of me is like, I have a good job and I like, I'm not going to go back to school now. Like that is silly. And then, you know, cost money and all the logical things, whatever. But I decided for what anything, it was intuition again. I said, you know, okay, fine. I won't do that, but I'm going to go to Toastmasters because that's going to at least help me work on myself and, and get a bit better at whatever. I just didn't know, but there's something intuitively told me, go to Toastmasters. So I went for a, a year and the last day of, of my first year, this guest came in, sat beside me and he was a coach and I'd never known anyone who's a coach before. <laughs> And uh, I was like, oh my gosh. So I confided to him. I was like, oh, I've been thinking about doing this coaching and whatever. He was a business coach though. And he introduced me. He said, you have to meet Benita Stafford-Smith. So, do you know Benita? I I know the name. So she was like the first life coach in Winnipeg ever, ever. And like, it was, so anyways, she was gracious enough to meet with me. And she said, if you, if you take this course, even if you don't coach one other person, what you learn from taking this course, you'll, it will be well, well worth it. I didn't know her, but I trusted her. She gave me a free month of coaching so I could see what it was like. And I was kind of nervous because I thought, what if it's not as great as I think it's going to be? But mm. it was. It was like, wow, this is amazing. 
So I started doing one-on-one coaching. I got trained. I started doing one-on-one coaching. Then I started doing group coaching. And then someone asked me, hey, would you do a seminar for our group? And I was like, well, I don't know, but I'd been to Toastmasters. I'm like, well, I think I can do this. (laughs) So I made something up and I did it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm kind of good at this. And and I was good at coaching and I think I am still a good coach. Um, But I realized I could help a lot more people speaking to a lot more people yes so that's what i started making the majority of my business and um yeah one day the mayo clinic called and you know and the rest, and is, the rest like is as they say speaking writing inspiring I mean, yeah and the radio like all those things is just the belief in my message like i just i believe in what i'm talking about and i'm not the best speaker in the world i fall on stage i forget my lines i screw up on a regular basis but nobody can tell me this is not what i'm supposed to be doing for a living i know that to the core of my being mm. and that's such an amazing feeling and people think what i'm doing is so much different from nursing it's like i don't think so at all i went into nursing to help people this is how I help people. This is my nursing specialty. Yeah, I see it all. One thing I really appreciate about you is your ability to jump in, take risks, put yourself out there. And I suspect, just listening to you speak, that this may have been from a very, very early age, if not just when you arrived here on the planet. I mean, this seems like an inherent piece. Has it always been there? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Because if you, like, I I was a shy, quiet, scared little girl. I was the youngest in the family. I thought my, you know, my sister got all the brains. My first brother got all the good looks. My next brother got all the talent. And I was like, oh, nothing left for me. (laughs) So I felt like I was this little lost sheep. And my siblings were quite a bit older than me. So I was kind of only childish and... No, I was, I'm sure people that I went to school must, must be like, what? So like, when did it change? When did it shift for you when you started just taking risks and putting yourself out It really there? started like after I went, like that whole personal development thing when I started, before I started coaching, but when I started like working on myself and trying to make myself a better person. Really? And, wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to talk a little bit about putting yourself out there because I know that you turned 50 and you did 50 things mm-hmm. on your bucket list, I believe. Well, not really on my bucket list. It was I did 50, 50 challenges in my 50th year. 50 challenges. 50, in 50 challenges in my 50th year. So they weren't like bucket things. I think are things you're going to do kind of before you die. Yeah. But these were just like, nope, there's things like I purposely chose. And actually, I didn't even purposely choose them all. What I Because I knew, even though I have a big comfort zone now, I knew if I picked them all, they would be in my still in my wheelhouse kind of you know so i asked people from all different ages and socio-demographic areas and genres and uh to give me ideas and to give me challenges wow is that ever fun so it was even more fun and even more challenging now i didn't necessarily um do exactly what they told me for example <laughs> because i gave my, jump I thought, off a building <laughs> here's what i've learned i've i've learned that it's like these are my projects these are things i want to do so i yeah. i can negotiate so for example i had a colleague who challenged me to do 30 days vegan and i was like oh man like i don't know if i can do it so I said, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll do 50 days vegetarian. Wow. So that's what I did instead. And what I realized, I was fascinating, I thought, within that was also, I was going to be spending two weeks in Italy. And I'm Italian and I love those Italian meats. I was like, oh, this is going to, but I, I thought, too. but it's my project. I can do what I want. I'll take the two weeks off and I'll just add them to the end of the 50 days. But when I got to Italy, I was like, you know what? I'm just, nope, I'm good. I don't need to have that meat. And I remembered that since I was a child, I wanted to be a vegetarian. And my mom said no. And she she didn't know how to grow me up healthy like that. And so I remember that I've had this want to be a vegetarian for decades that I've never realized. So after these 50 days, I was like, I'm good. 
Like, really? And so I've been a vegetarian for over almost, yeah, two and a half years now. You're a f- f- all based on this. Yep. That's incredible. Yeah. So, so many things like that happened as a result of the 50-50 challenges. But but now, I'm, now I think I will do a 30 days vegan because I think I can do that now. Like it was too big a stretch at first. So I kind of, you know, yeah. negotiated. Yeah. But so many things happened like that. And I love that. You can always negotiate. I love that. Yeah. Like it's your life. It's your project. It's your challenge. It's your whatever. It's your life unlimited. It's my life unlimited. No. What, like the opposite of that is bad. Like your life your limited. Life, your That'd life limited. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your life limited <laughs> well it's amazing how many people do live their life limited where they they think that they just can't and you're just the complete opposite to me of that when i when i see all of what you're doing and how you live your life and it's a lot more fun on this side i do have to say how it's does somebody get fun. there how do like how does somebody really get there that's listening that feels like their life is limited well i i don't first of all i don't think there is a there oh. because as soon as you find you get to there it's like new doors open, new opportunities present themselves, new challenges come that you're like, yeah, I got that. Like I can do that where you couldn't see them before, right? Like this new road opens up that you couldn't see before. So I don't believe there's a here and a there and you're done. I believe this is where we are. This is maybe where we want to get to. And what are some things we can do, you know, to get to there? So for example, one of the, I love projects. So I did um, this project called Love Everywhere a couple of years ago. So it was for I remember th- that. 365 days, I wanted to do something beautiful, loving, kind, heartfelt, or chronicle something like that in the world. And when I thought of it, I started, I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. I just have no, it just seems so ridiculous. And so 365, but I, but I thought, you know what I can do? I can do today and I could probably do tomorrow. Mm. And so I'm going to do today. And I'm going to do tomorrow. And then you know, you just did one day at a time. And then all, and when 365 days came, I didn't know how to stop because now it had just become so much part of part of my life. Wow. So I think we, we get overwhelmed with the, b- 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 help me here. Bombardment. Bom- yeah, of, of information and data and things we should do. And then we get overwhelmed. And when we get overwhelmed, we don't do anything. Yeah. We don't have to do everything, but just do something. Like if you're, don't, if you're not as happy as you think you should be, you're not as well as you know you can be, you're not as fulfilled as you want to be. Like what is one little thing you can do to feel more happy, more fulfilled, more well, more happy, more contributory? What's one little thing you can do and then do that? That's a great question to ask ourselves. It's Mm. just what's one little thing, one little step I could take to make myself fulfilled. Um, I'm also curious. I'm going to ask you a question you often ask me on your radio show is, I mean, you have so many things going on and there are so many options for you. How do you navigate it? How do you know where you're going to focus your energy? Well, somebody told me to put my hand on my heart. (laughs) (laughs) That was, hey, you can't steal my answer for that. (laughs) Well, you can if you want. You know what? It's really true. And now, like, there's so many things that I'm loving. And from this 50-50 list, so many things I tried that's like, oh, darn, now I love art. And now I love the ukulele. Yeah. And now I love, you know, I was thinking of this, doing this house swap and they have a piano and it's like, oh, I taught myself, can't stop the feeling. It's like, and my husband goes, oh no, are we getting a keyboard now? And it's like, no, like I probably shouldn't, but I kind of want to now. Wow. (laughs) But you know what? I just like leaning into what I love. I'm leaning into what I love and I'm leaning into what I'm good at. And, you know, just pragmatically, I'm leaning into honestly, like, I'm an entrepreneur. I have to make money. I have to, my, one of my goals was to retire my husband, which I did last year. And so now I'm the only, now I've done it. Now I'm the only income earner. So I need to do what makes money and what I love. Just back up. So one of your goals was to retire your husband. Yes. Why? 
That's a, that's a, I've never heard somebody no. say that before. Because my husband, uh, he worked like a, a manufacturing job his whole life. So it wasn't like he was, you know, passionate about this career. But he, he did this job so we could have benefits, so we could, you know, raise our kids and do, a, you know, the right thing, blah, blah, blah. He got up at five o'clock every morning and wow. went to work and never complained and never, you know, just took a Tylenol when he was sick and always did that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I wanted him to have a lifestyle and I want, well, selfishly, I want us to have a lifestyle Absolutely. where we could love. Like, it's not just about, you know, putting in the grind and whatever. Like, we did the right thing. We raised our kids. We did good. We did all the things we could be, you know, we should do. And now it's like, it's our time now. And I, every week, literally every week, I get a, you know, a text from somebody. Somebody's had a heart attack. Somebody's had a triple bypass. Somebody's got cancer. Somebody's, got, you know what? I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I, I want us to have a lifestyle now. So we don't need tons of money. We figure out how much money we need. We need this much money to live the lifestyle we want to live. It's a simple, modest lifestyle. I can make that kind of money with my eyes closed and my hands tied behind my back. We don't have to both be working full time. Uh, you have such positive energy. <laughs> I mean, it's just like exuding out of you right now. How do you stay connected to the positive energy? Well, the other is just so unfortunate like it's just it's no of course of you course do. of course and so yesterday I missed I was supposed to be on a panel of this storytelling panel with a bunch of really esteemed colleagues I was very excited to be asked and I'd, I was really excited about it and um, I got the time zone wrong so they were Eastern time. I was Pacific, but then I came here to Central time and on my calendar, I was all set for one o'clock. I set my alarm at quarter after 12. I got to get all ready. I got it to the right place where it's all quiet everywhere. And I missed it. I missed the whole, and just let this guy down. I felt so bad. And, and I was just like, oh, I was ragging on myself. I was swearing. I was so <laughs> upset that I had let this, everybody down and... And my husband was like, well, I'm, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm, I said, I'm sorry. Like, you just have to listen. You, I'm sorry for the next hour. You just have to listen to me <laughs> be upset. That is your job. Like, you can't fix it. You can't make me feel better. I just need to go through it. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes I like put myself in my, I have to go, I have to go to my room. Like, because uh, nothing coming out of my s mouth is going to be helping anyone. So is that how you pull so yourself I, out I of it? So I literally will like quarantine myself or I'll, I have to go for a walk or I have to. And interestingly about music, like I can't pick up. Sometimes I thought, well, I'll pick up the ukulele and that'll make me feel better because I always feel good when I'm doing But it doesn't. It's like I can't play it when I'm miserable. Wow. So that was an interesting thing too. But mostly I just need to get in nature. Like like now we live in BC. So, you know, every day it's just like, oh my gosh, you, you can't be cranky there. It's so beautiful being in nature. Just that's my, it's my church. You know, so many people that I speak with uh, talk about the power of nature and how that just lifts their spirits. For you, like, why is that? What is it about nature that gets you into that zone i i don't know i i, I don't know and i don't know I, I can't imagine that it's not like that for everybody i i guess it's not but yeah. it's just i can't be cranky when i'm there it's just a happy place for me i love it mm -hmm. speaking of nature um <laughs> this is really out of nature but there there was some things that i noticed on your site that i pulled up because i was i had to ask you i was so intrigued you've been to jail I, I have been to jail <laughs> because, because let me finish. <laughs> I did prison visits. Wow. I did prison visits because somebody, um, I had a guest on the show who was in charge of that kind of, did that did that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, that, you know, that would be an interesting thing to do. So, I mean, can you imagine two much more different people than, you know, a, a woman in jail and a motivational speaker, like, and we're on the, <laughs> the opposite sides of the glass, like talking through the phone, just like on TV and, you know, but, 
and they, uh, you weren't allowed to bring, I was like, oh, I'll bring books, I'll bring cards, I'll bring, no, you weren't allowed to bring anything because you couldn't physically be in contact with people. Wow. So, um, yeah, what, it was a super neat experience. Yeah, what did you discover? That we're much more alike than we are different. Really? Yeah, even that, that we're much more alike than we are different. It's like, you know what, at the end of the day, everybody, all we want is to feel loved and valued and appreciated and acknowledged. Who doesn't want that? That's what everybody loves, right? Amen. There's there's something else on here about igloos. I can't remember. Do you know what I'm referencing? Oh, I slept here? in an igloo. It was yeah. like forty below, and so like right here in, in Winnipeg, where we live, like right. they there's a place there's a place that built you can go and build an igloo and you can sleep in it, and it was ter it was not terrible. It was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if I so want to. So we were literally <laughs> sleeping on a bearskin rug, like the bear like. Like hides and like six women like literally spoon together and when they, they they close you in with a big like snowball kind of thing and she says like if someone has to go to the bathroom you have to like kick it out but you can never close it again because you're kind of closed in from the outside so all the cold comes in so or? the cold comes in oh man and so she, so she recommends yeah. you know, if someone has to go to the bathroom you just kind of squat in the corner of this little tiny igloo and it's like you are <laughs> no one is going pee like there's not there will be no peeing while we are here but wow. again it was an experience a Canadian right? experience a I very imagine. Canadian experience <laughs> that's amazing yes you, you've got a book that you've been writing or is coming out I, I understand mm -hmm. Can yeah. you tell us a bit about that? So the book is called The Triangle, T-R-Y. And I think, oh, yeah, nice. isn't it clever? That's I think very it's very clever. clever. So it's about these 50 challenges in my 50, because I call them tries. I just I just kept trying things like over and over and over and over again. I'm just going to try it. Some of them I liked, some of them um, I didn't like. And I also wanted the tries to be, um, I was, some were free, some were expensive. Some were long-term, some were short-term. Some were philanthropic, some were very selfish. Like they, they just spanned the gamut of everything. So I'm really hoping it was a, such a fun book to write. It was a fun year to live. It was a fun book to write, and I hope it's a fun book to read, and I hope it's really inspiring to people, whether you're turning 50 or 30 or whatever, just to give you some ideas of different things you can do to make... Because I don't know if you've noticed, probably not for you, but life can be boring. Yeah. Like it can be monotonous and humdrum and boring. And uh, there's just no need for that. Like people are so interesting and there's so much inspiration and around. You just have to open your eyes and take a peek and have some conversations and ask some questions. And it's really interesting life. Absolutely. When, when is the book set to release? It's it, like now. It's now. I'm is gonna, it available? Uh, it's actually available now on my website, yourlifeunlimited.ca. Um, you can actually order it now and I'll pay the shipping for you. So if you get on there quick, um, but soon that'll go away and then you'll pay the shipping, but it, it is available. So oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm very happy to have it out there. What's it like to, I mean, this is your third book, if I understand right. Yeah. What's it like to put that out there? This one's super fun because I don't, actually I read it, uh, I don't know if you read it, um, it's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah, I it, love that book. I love that book. She's she's a genius. You know, yeah. that book really set me free. I just read it in the last month. But I and I think as helpers you would relate to this. A lot of the stuff we do, it's like, okay, how can this help other people? How can we, you know, get this to more people so that it can be of service to the world? And and she just gave me permission to like be creative just for this. Like if you don't help anybody, if the critics love it or the critics hate it, it doesn't matter to just be creative just because you can and because you know there will be more. When I first started this business, I thought I'll start a newsletter. And I was so worried I would run out of ideas that I wrote six newsletters to just have in my back pocket in case, it, you know, the next week would come and I didn't know what to write about. <laughs> but like, I've never used those original six because there's always new things to write about and talk about and think about and new ideas. And she talks about how ideas kind of like they, they might land on you, but if you don't use it, 
oh, that idea floats away to somebody, somebody else. Because, yeah. you know, and that's all happened to us, right? Where it's like, I had that idea, but someone, you didn't do anything with it. Too bad. It went off to somebody else. So just this endless um, creativity. And, and I guess I used to think of creativity as like painting or, oh, I'm not creative. But it's like, hell no, I'm very creative. I'm just creative in a different way. Yeah. And so that's been a really beautiful thing to just embrace that type of creativity that, oh, it doesn't have to come out in a in a watercolor. Your creativity can come out with your words or your actions or your deeds or your dress or your whatever it is. Wow. I love it. And, and another piece that I'm wondering about as you talk about creativity, um, if you look back on your life and you just reflect on who are some of the people that have had an influence on you creatively or otherwise? I mean, you, you must have some mentors that get you into the state. Who do you look to? Besides Elizabeth Gilbert, of course, <laughs> who you mentioned. So... Honestly, like Benita, I talk about Benita Stafford Smith. She, uh, I think everything good I've done in this world has come from her. She would take absolutely no credit and she's everything good you've done, you know, you've done it. But I feel like she came into my life like this angel who just set me on this path and, and freed me. And um, like little things when, so she was uh, coaching me. She, w- I, I would go out of her, for example, I had this woman in my life who was like, I felt very manipulative and just bully and just blah, 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 blah. And I'm ragging on and on about this woman. I want some tools to handle this woman. She just looks at me and she goes, she's not manipulating you. And I'm like, did you not hear what I just explained to you? Like, this is what happens. She just goes, you let her manipulate you. And I was like, oh. whoa. And so almost everything, when I look at it through that lens, it's like, no, like this is my, like there's a lot of things we can't control, but we can control our own thoughts, our own actions and our own feelings. And mostly when you come back to that, it's like, you know what, there's a lot, there's a lot I can control and I can control it positively or negatively or so honestly, I, I give, I always bow to her and give her credit for, for my career. Like it's. That's incredible. Not a name anybody would know necessarily, but I think she was a pioneer in the coaching field in Canada for sure. And now she's in the Middle East uh, coaching out there. So, And I, I understand you're still an active coach as well yourself? Or? I do, but honestly, I I, I don't coach a lot. Just time, time-wise, um, I have to coach a lot. I feel like I have to coach a lot of people to make the impact that I make talking to one audience. So I think it's a, be- it's a higher and better use of my time and talents to coach to many from stage that mm. is where I think you know if I could only do one thing that would be the one thing that I do because I love it I think I'm good at it I know I can influence and affect people you know quite a bit that way amazing I finally I just want to talk a little bit about your life your live talks oh so to speak because yeah. I I mean I do this myself as well and a number of people listening also I know do this for a career it, like for you your experience of it I find when I get up there there's always a little bit of this nervousness about connecting do, do you experience that so I, like I feel like um, before it starts, like when the introduction and that kind of stuff, I feel like a horse in the stall, like, come on, let me out there, let me out there. The waiting's the hardest part. That's, yeah, that's Tom the worst Betty. part. It is. So, but as soon as I start talking, then I feel like I'm at home. Like I just, I, for whatever reason, right from the first day I spoke, I felt like I was at home on that stage. And it's funny, I never felt like that in nursing. When I was nursing, I always felt like something was just a little bit off, but I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I'm speaking, 
yes, there is a nervousness. There's a desire, you know, a desire to please, a, whatever it is. You know, you want to connect with people. But at the end of the day, and I think having given myself permission that I don't have to be the best speaker, I don't have to be flawless, I don't have to be... I, the more like me I am, the better I do. Yeah. The more me I give people, the more real and genuine and authentic that gets to be good enough. It's so freeing to not have to be as charismatic as this person or as thoughtful as that person or just just the more you are yourself, I don't know whether you're a speaker or whatever you're doing, the more you you are, I just think the better. Like it's just way too hard trying to be somebody else. <laughs> like Absolutely. I am so appreciating this opportunity to sit down and talk with you. And I'm, I'm noticing some of these common themes emerging as well. The, the just do it, be authentic, um, create, <laughs> get out of the box. There's, there's just so much. And it's, I feel like I could talk to you forever. And I know you're jumping into the next radio interview in about five minutes. So I got to <laughs> give you a little break, but um, I want to really thank you, Stephanie, for, for being here on the show and for just all of the amazing work you're doing in the world. I'm so excited to read Triangle. And mm. for those of you listening, you've got to go check this out at yourlifeunlimited.ca. Yep. It's now available and it's going to give you some inspiration and a boost. I, I guarantee it. I know I'm going to Thanks. get it just to get that same Thank feeling. You. Talking to you and is just inspiring. I could only tell people one thing. I'll tell you what it would be. It's my desktop screensaver. I was, if I only had 10 seconds, this is what I tell you. Work harder on yourself than on anything else. Oh. Work harder on yourself than on anything else and everything else will be better. I love it. Thanks That's for being it. here. Yeah, you're a blast. Thanks, Keith. You too. Bye for now. Bye. Well, that concludes another episode of Let's Connect. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Stephanie and I really look forward to having you join me next week as we dive into more conversations with thought leaders from around the world. Have a wonderful week, everyone.